Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update. Hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now, let's take a look at some of this week's highlights from Volume 25, Issue 43, dated October 24th. From our news section, Vape Ban Includes Nicotine Vapes For Now Flavored Vape Products That Include THC Still Banned in Oregon by Nicole Vulcan Last week, the Oregon Court of Appeals granted a temporary stay on the new rules that would have temporarily banned flavored vaporizer products in the state, meaning that for now, flavored nicotine vape products can stay on the shelves. The Court of Appeals granted a temporary stay on the Oregon Health Authority rules, which went into effect October 15th after Governor Kate Brown issued an October 4th executive order temporarily banning flavored vape products in the state. That 180-day ban came after two deaths in Oregon, reportedly linked to a mysterious vaping-related lung illness. The temporary stay, announced October 17th, was initiated by a handful of companies selling nicotine vaporizer products in Oregon, which claimed the ban would force them out of business. This day suspends the enforcement of OHA's temporary ban on flavored nicotine vaping products, but doesn't affect the ban on flavored THC vape products. The ban on THC products does not include terpene, or marijuana-derived flavored vape products, meaning that at local dispensaries, Many vape products continue to be offered to customers. According to OHA, the Department of Justice's Appellate Division will be defending the rules and responding to the request for a stay. Also from our news section, at Ben Design, a focus on solving community problems. Events include workshops on pedestrian-friendly connections and designing for disabled people by Nicole Vulcan. For the second year, Organizers behind the Ben Design Conference are bringing solutions-oriented programming to the conference, on top of being an event aimed at convening creative thinkers from many walks of life. While the first few days of the conference focus on a host of creative topics, the Saturday Ben Design for Good sessions are focused on community problem-solving. As the City of Bend updates its Transportation System Plan, the part of the city's comprehensive plan that seeks to plan for the next 20 years of transportation needs, it's an ideal time for creative thinkers to weigh in. Ben Design's Saturday sessions include designing safe and beautiful pedestrian-friendly connections between East and West Bend, as well as designing to reach disabled people. In the pedestrian-focused workshop, people will have the opportunity to develop ideas for new transportation connections from the Bend Central District to downtown Bend that are safe, enjoyable, and beautiful to experience. The workshop focused on disabled people will amplify ideas and perspective of disabled Bend citizens, so designers and city stakeholders can begin learning how to reach rather than simply appease its disabled population. Ben Design for Good are great workshops for the community to engage in and opens doors for discussions around how design can impact pressing issues facing our community, Renee Mitchell, Ben Design co-producer, told The Source Weekly. Both workshops, as well as Saturday's Design Equity Tournament, which will challenge people to design a logo for Out Central Oregon's new film series, are available as an a la carte option, meaning people can pay for the individual workshops 
without having to buy the full Ben Design Festival Pass. And finally, from our culture page. Enter the Splatter Zone. Front row victims get a free t-shirt for the splaying blood in Evil Dead the Musical by Elizabeth Warnamount. It's time! That's right. Ash is back to slay some zombies in Evil Dead the Musical, the stage ride production opening Thursday at the Cascades Theatrical Company. Producer-director Sandy Klein has been bringing the dead-to-life-for-bend audiences about every other year, she says, for the past 10 years. I thought the last time was really going to be the last time, she says, because it's a really hard show to put on. It's a lot of equipment, a lot of cleanup. Liberal use of fake blood, even shooting it out into the audience, has been a part of the Evil Dead tradition since the play debuted in Toronto in 2003. The reason is, in Evil Dead 2, the second movie of the series, they went overboard with the use of blood, Klein explains, so much so that it was censored in some countries. Another dead tradition is a souvenir t-shirt provided for Splatter Zone ticket holders in the front three rows to protect their clothing. Some people don't ever wash them. They wear them over and over. We've had bullseyes, a little pocket design. Every year it's different, Klein said. The 2019 tee reads, Splatisfaction Guaranteed, with a maimed fist punching through a bullseye. We still have our chainsaw that squirts the blood, Klein says. We make our own blood. It's caro syrup, water, who knows what the ingredients really are in the store-bought? Klein doesn't want anything potentially harmful splaying around. Usually people go home and they smell like candy, she smiles. It's good to know, too, that the blood isn't going to damage the set. The cast can aim for the white shirts. White shirts only, not the light fixtures, she laughs. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. Be sure to pick up your free copy of the Source Weekly wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon, or log on to our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.